0: everybody, welcome to the SBP Podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and this is episode 41. Three, two, Before I go anywhere from here, I'm going to share a few updates about the state of affairs here at SBP. First, the International Mobile Film Festival submissions for feature-length mobile films has closed... Uh, For 2019, we got some really impressive films, and so we're already notifying the filmmakers um, about their films. So if you haven't received an email from us, go ahead and contact us and send us an email, and uh, we'll share where your film is in the process. Second, the short film competition is still open, but... That's actually going to close next month on November 19th. So get your films in by then, one to five minutes. Did I just read your mind? Obviously, all films must be shot with mobile phones. So check out all the details on our website on the rules page. Where can you find that? Well, here's the address to our website. It's www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. Uh, We don't expect you to like pull over if you're doing that now. We always put the link and share that in our notes. Okay, so this Thursday, October 25th in San Diego, our International Mobile Film Festival is presenting. Well, we're basically we're hosting another Connect and Meetup event for mobilized Stories on Mobile Filmmaking. So, we were just there, literally today. We were checking the video and the sound, and it's going to be awesome. So, some of the community members who came to our first event last month are going to present a mobile film, and everyone will have a jab at critiquing those films. Uh, No time for being sensitive. (laughs) Uh, We will also be discussing mobile filmmaking, uh, the festival... Great opportunities, and we'll be sharing some tricks and tips and a treat with our raffle. Oh, yeah, and speaking of tricks and treats, how do you like our segue here? Our mobilized Stories Contest, this is the one that's open to basically the entire planet, um, is actually going to expire. Uh, it's called... Um, Let me see, what did we call that? We called it the Scary Freaky Story Smartphone Video Contest. Um, It's kind of a long one. Uh, The reason we called it that is because, uh, well, it's October. We have Halloween, and this contest ends, it just so happens to be, guys. It ends on October 31st at midnight. So if you survive Halloween, then submit your film. Um, So you you basically even have Halloween Eve uh, to make your film. Um, Now, you can get the details to our October 25th at 7.30 p.m. San Diego event. Um, And you can get all the details about submitting your film to the contest at www.MobilizeStories.com. Our guest today made me feel a bit nostalgic, and um, you're going to listen to him right now. Um, He kind of made me miss the good old days. Uh, I'm talking about the good old days back when we were just getting started with our film festival, the Mobile Film School, you know, back in the beginning, because my guest is one of the pioneers in mobile film whom I met back in 2011. Now, back then, he was living in New Zealand, but now he is in Melbourne, in Australia. And I have to tell you, I don't know of many others who created platforms like we did back then and have continuously held a live event mobile film festival ever since, every single year, without fail. I could be wrong, but I just can't think of anyone, so... My guest is very much into experimental storytelling when it comes to mobile film and video, and he's an explorer in the industry. I think you're going to enjoy meeting my good friend, a blast from the past, as they say, Max Schlesser. So let's go talk to him now. Hey Max, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Yeah, good day. I'm well. Thank you.
0: <laughs> hey, uh listeners, Max is right now. You're in Melbourne, right? In Australia. Yep. Well, yep. uh, it's really nice to to talk with Max. Uh, Max and I were actually Max is a greater pr- pioneer than than myself. Uh <laughs> we uh I met Max. Um I think it was 2010, 2011. Um, and Max uh, was living in New Zealand at the time, working there. Um, yep. Massey University, right, in Wellington?
1: Yep, that's right.
0: And you had the Mobile Innovation Network Aotearoa. <laughs> le- le- oh, a- there you go. In o- That was in Auckland, though, right?
1: Uh, no, um, it was also- a... Well, Aotearoa is a Maori um, name for New Zealand. And so when I moved to New Zealand, uh, I started to continue the work that I did. So I'm actually from Germany, but then I lived for 10 right. years in London. After 10 years in London, I moved to for seven years to New Zealand. And in London was really the time when I first got into um, smartphone or mobile phone filmmaking at that time. And I just looked on my YouTube channel. That was eleven years, eleven years ago when I uploaded my first experiment that I filmed at that time, and then made some short films and some feature one feature film, and also got really interested in showcasing work. So in in London, I organized which I think some people say was the world's first screening of mobile feature films, and uh, there was three works that were dis, um, displayed in the Lumiere Cinema, and that was quite nice because Lumiere Cinema is also the place where the, as the name indicates, where British cinema was born. And so, like, you know, at that point, 117 years later or so, we sort of showed a new format of filmmaking. And, yeah, so when I moved to New Zealand, um, I was quite keen to continue working with some mobile phone, smartphone filmmaking, and I got in contact with a few colleagues in New Zealand to be set up a MENA, which is called uh, the Mobile Innovation Network Aotearoa, um which means uh, New Zealand. And so, um, as I know, uh, live in Melbourne, but before uh, Mina actually went to Melbourne, so we decided to call it now Mobile Innovation and Working Association, so that the project can happen anywhere in the world.
0: Give a shout out to your, your co-founder.
1: Oh, my co-founder, was Laurent. Um, he was uh, working at AUT University at that time, and I organized the first two editions of Mina in Wellington, and then he brought it to Auckland. And then we brought it to uh, Melbourne with some colleagues at RMIT University. And then my colleague Dean brought it to Swinburne. And now I'm actually at Swinburne University in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, these sort of things happen sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've gone through a few names, but you always keep the mobile innovation network. I also have to tell our listeners that, um, I don't know if you still have it, but the theme song for Mina... With the QR code bouncing around to the to the beat is one of my favorite um one of my favorite from any film festival I've ever encountered. So awesome! Okay. <laughs> well, this
1: was this was made by uh, one of my students. Um, uh, and this year we actually went for a new theme song, which has all been produced on uh, mobile devices on tablets. And um, oh. so, um. This year at the screening, we have every year we have a screening. Um, and I think for us, it's also very important. When I say us, I always work collaboratively with different people. So there's a committee of around 12 people that look at the different films and make decisions about it. And then I sort of frame them into a one hour time slot. Uh, we had longer screenings in New Zealand before, but I think one hour seems to be the, uh, the easiest way to engage audiences and get it out to people. And so um, after the screening, then we started to have some panels as well so that people can actually meet the filmmakers and have a bit of a discussion about what is happening with smartphone filmmaking and what are the trends and directions, what happened in the last years. And so this year, we've also asked Martin, a colleague here from Melbourne, to come and join us. And he's a musician that makes music, Mm -hmm. mainly with some mobile devices and tablets. And so... That was like a natural fit because, you know, us as filmmakers, we make films with mobile phones and audios, you know, sometimes even 50% of the work. So we all know how important it is. We sort of are very interested to see, to create some synergies with audio producers that do similar work on mobile devices. And after the screening, we then have a, a showcase or like a listening, um, like as sort of our, our, our pre-screening. Some of the um, music will be played.
0: That that's pretty awesome. I also want to share with our listeners, um, you know, we're we're talking, we're doing the podcast right now, and 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 you are in in Australia, and I'm in San Diego. But um, I met you. Max is is a, a we have a pretty good relationship. It's really been a long time. Uh, when we started our mobile film school, when we launched it, um, it was uh, actually even before the film festival, we announced it at the first film festival that we had at the venue at Grossmont College there in 2012, and um, Max was one of the initial directors of the Mobile Film School, and so we did um, like a kickoff, uh, kickoff um, launch of the Mobile Film School, which ended up being a master class with Max, and he came out to San Diego for that, um, and then we also met you again. Well, we didn't meet you again. We saw you again <laughs> in uh, in 2014 for that film festival here in San Diego. Are you coming back to San Diego for anything?
1: Yeah, it would be great. I mean, it's it's been always a fantastic experience to meet smartphone filmmakers uh, around the world. And I think that's sort of some of the work that I'm very interested in to, to see, to meet the people that make films. And, of course, uh, some of my... My work I've done in the past is also, yes, I'm a storyteller, but also I'm very interested in helping other people to tell stories. So I facilitate and run lots of workshops um, in digital storytelling and smartphone filmmaking. And so sort of the mobile phone film school was really sort of a similar thing where I could, you know, help people to tell stories. So I'm, I'm very passionate about this and I'm also an educator. So you
0: know, I, w- that sort of I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your passion for a second, because that's actually really important, um, because uh when we first started this you know you and myself and a few other very few other film festivals around the world uh focusing on mobile filmmaking mainly with uh mobile phones even though there some of the festivals including yours use you allow other other mobile devices but um we um you know our passion um uh, not to say that no one else is passionate but we are you know pioneers in this as one of the first few and you and and myself and some of the other ones we've been doing this nonstop stop annually every single year uh no matter what happens we always manage to pull it off and so you know I just want to point that out to our listeners we're we're actually just talking here to a great pioneer in the mobile film making industry and it and and it is driven by our passion, isn't it, Max?
1: Yes. So thanks, of course, for your friends. It's really nice. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, I think there's like almost like, I'd like to call us different waves that we've been going through with mobile phone filmmaking and now with smartphone filmmaking. And I think there's always, as it's such a dynamic form for storytelling, there's always different opportunities that come up. And I think in the very beginning, it was sort of almost like, can we actually make a film with you know a mobile phone that even had like very short video recording capacity and that didn't have a like, great audio capacity and also the you know 3gp files when you save them they like when you blew them up on the big screen they looked really quite different which I thought was really quite amazing because it was a new yeah a new visual language was created and it made this look very unique and so I think what we can see is that some of like the people that have been passionate about this space that have been um, creating uh, smartphone films in different places there was a great festival in France as well um the pocket um pocket uh, film festival
0: Oh that- pocket was it pocket cinema maybe
1: yeah um okay. I think they ran for for three or four years and uh one yeah. of my 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 first uh, feature film Max is a Kaitai, was screened there and it was fantastic in uh in'sol which is like a big centre in the centre of in the middle of paris it had you know eight hundred people sold out cinemas watching uh mobile phone films and lots of french filmmakers um, producing work and I think that sort of yeah was very much i guess in French filmmaking with the French new wave and you had more I think French speaking film that has been actively supported that happened I think quite early. And then of course there was another few other initiatives around Europe. But yeah, I think it's sort of it's fantastic to see what happens now also that in the industry, finally you've got Hollywood producers producing this. That there's a whole spectrum of various creative practices that emerge. And I think it's yeah, it's very much like, you know, with with filmic generally people are very passionate about producing projects and I think it's sort of that we now created yeah, a very special format that, you know, sort of now after almost 10 years or 11 years.
0: Well, you, also like, you were talking about Max with a Cate, and, and that was, you know, I've talked to filmmakers who started in 2008, but you created that. Was it Was it in 2004 or 2006 when you started that?
1: Um, I started filming that in, want to remind myself, um, it was... it was in in
0: japan right in 2006 is when you finished it
1: it was a city film about um, japanese cities and it um took me quite some time to produce the work because so i went to uh, i shot it on four months on location that was in 2006 and i filmed around i think 180 hours of video material so it took me almost two years to complete the editing and um it was then presented in um, yeah two thousand eight uh, or two thousand seven as the a, a, a first premiere of film mobile screening yeah, that yeah was um, it was a quite experimental film, but I think it's sort of, you know it's um, still quite resonating when we talk about smartphone filmmaking about personal filmmaking styles
0: well yeah, but that's your forte is the experimental filmmaking
1: yes yeah, I think that's... as sort of, personally um I see that smartphone filmmaking or well, mobile phone filmmaking um is sort of in the innovation space about trying new things out is what's making things possible and so i think experimental documentary is really at the you know it's one of these things where you can position it in so sometimes these are aesthetic explorations so you know how does a film look how does a film feel but sometimes it's also about the process how do you actually get this work made and you know sort of how do you from technical challenges to like um you know a conceptual challenge um with developing sort of yeah a new you know like a slightly different way of making films because when you have got uh, if you compare a mobile phone to like I don't know a DSLR camera, with a DSLR camera you sort of of course would use the lens capacity and you would you know zoom into anything that is important. I think in smartphone filmmaking or mobile phone filmmaking you don't have this. So you're always with the action. I think that's something that's very quite unique about mobile phone filmmaking. So thinking about some of these limitations that the phone has, but actually turning this around and making this a way more personal filmmaking style. But I think that is exactly what is happening now. If you look at the big films that have been that, you know, two years ago or three years ago with um, Tangerine or last year with, you know, Unsane, they were also very personal smartphone films that used the film, the smartphone in a very particular way. And I think that's something we can see in the experimental world, and there's been other people that have done this, um other filmmakers in more artistic ways or more sort of uh, documentary traditions. Yeah, and so sort of that I think creates now a new yeah format for filmmaking.
0: Yeah, and they become uh that style, it's sort of like, you know, the Super Eight remember from not that we were there or anything, but I mean like super eight filmmaking back in the in the sixties and the seventies. Where it's it's very subjective too because um, some people like it and some people don't. You know, obviously, like art.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's exactly the reference. So that's sort of the way that I got into into at that time mobile phone filmmaking because I was of of made made a short film where I filmed with a DV camera and a Super 8 camera, and uh, I sort of also edited the film, the Super 8 material as an actual developed the film, and, you know, then scratched it and edited it. And after I finished the project that was, like, um, when I left in London, when uh, I saw that you could get, like, a if you sign up for a mobile phone contract, you get a mobile camera phone. So I was, like, oh, wow, that's, like, a camera. So I should make a film with it. And I think if you look think about Super 8, the references, I think it's, it's quite similar. So, it's, you know, you get the sort of film grain that you have which are like the pixels. Um, the first, the Super 8, only had three minutes of recording. And if you remember back in the days, uh, mobile phones had like these sort of small memory cards you would put on the side and you could record three to five minute max of video. And so I think it's a very similar style. Audio quality wasn't also too good, like the same in um, uh, Super 8. But there have been feature films that have been made on Super 8 cameras, right? So mm-hmm. and I think that sort of was a similar spirit with mobile phone filmmaking. Is so if you want to make a project You know, it's not not about what kind of camera you have, but how you treat your idea and how you go out and develop it. And so for me as a young filmmaker, of course, it was sort of, you know, why invest lots of money into a big camera when I can use the same money to make a project and go on location. And so, yeah, so there was, um, I just checked that it was 2008 when it was presented.
0: You know, when we're talking about, you know, experimental filmmaking in the way that you you do it, and one of the things that I'm always talking about is how important the story is. Uh, but when you're doing these experimental films uh, that you do, how would you compare that to actual storytelling?
1: I mean, there is, I think, first of all, with experimental filmmaking, it's it's a great idea to understand how does the whole process really work, and by experimenting, trying out different avenues, you can learn a whole lot about how we can actually produce a moving image project or a video or a film. And so, storytelling has various traditions. The way that we know storytelling, um, as we approach it in the media, is normally based on sort of a, you know some some very literary structures, but you can also think about the visual qualities of film and video. So thinking about more as a you know, film project that lives in the art world. And so if you talk about color, rhythm, movement, you're opening up a whole new experience. And so that's, and these are things that you can develop to push not only the content, but also developing certain experiences for filmmaking. And I think smartphone filmmaking is one of these things that you know, if you can capture a great experience, people don't really mind about the, you know, what some people say is not an appropriate quality. So, And this is something that, for instance, journalism has been done for a long time, right? When you see images of where people film on cell phones or smartphones or mobile phones, certain events, and then news broadcasters pick these up because there's no other camera around at that time. So the experience that is created, you know, can make up for what some people would sort of not be happy about, the image treatment. But I think the other thing is also very much giving reference to the process of filmmaking, right? So you always, in, in traditional filmmaking, you hate the artifact on the pixel, you know. But, you know, if you let go a bit and engage that you're actually making a film and you sort of, you know, showcase the process as part of the filmmaking, like I made with Maxus for instance, that opens up, uh, you know, a whole new story world that you can engage in.
0: That's true. A story through through the process of experience, which is analyzing, in a way, right? Analytical.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of where really the editing comes in, right? So, and the editing can play a very important part in terms of, you know yeah depending on how what you have i mean of course it depends on every project, but an experimental film, the editing is that's where you can craft the story that's where you get the different elements together and make them work and so you've got you know classical story structures that come from you know more literary and narrative um ideas, but you can also you know be more in a free form and be more explorative with these sort of things and um yeah, sort of maybe getting some ideas from surrealist artists, to constructivist artists, and you can then, you know, create some really quite interesting projects. I think that's sort of what the the work you also see at Mina is where people sometimes, yeah, sort of, you know, break the story to make these things happen.
0: Um just just to kind of throw this out there uh for people uh before we go on, um I wanted to bring up that you have your your 8th International Mobile Innovation Screening, right? Which is happening on November 16th? Yep, and
1: in Melbourne.
0: In Melbourne and is it taking place at Swingburn University?
1: Yep, it's at Swinburne University this year.
0: Cool.
1: We've got a fantastic uh, cinema space, so um, yeah, we were at ACME, the Australian Center for Moving Image last year, which was a great experience for us and uh, we are also running a a symposium on the 15th of November which is called Smart Storytelling Day yeah. so it's uh, easier for us to combine these two events in one location and so um, yeah uh, it's, uh, it's in Swinburne, it's in Hawthorne not too far from the train station so yeah um.
0: So you you ran a workshop for um, I read about this uh, in this, the material that you sent me it, It's you said you ran a workshop for cinematic VR and 360 video what do you mean by cinematic VR and 360?
1: Yeah, so in the last two years, you had these omnidirectional video cameras that have been introduced um, that are, like, I think, very similar in the space that smartphone filmmaking is. So some of these cameras you can attach to the smartphone or some of these cameras um, connect to a smartphone. And they're sort of very much in the same you know, price bracket as the smartphone sort of accessible 360 video cameras. And you can produce, I mean, also, like, of course, you've got 360 videos now on YouTube, on Vimeo, on Facebook. So there's a you know a new way of experiencing and engaging with some um, cinematic forms. And so, of course, when we talk about VR, which is sort of these 360 video productions are, there's, like, different forms of VR. But I think if we sort of say cinematic VR, it sort of very much speaks to video production, it speaks to the, you know, um, expectations that people have. So, so of course, VR can also be interactive. It can be in a game. Um, And, I mean, you can make videos also, cinematic videos also interactive, of course, but it's not that we sort of uh, showcase games, that we showcase, um, yeah, uh, interactive VR works, but they're cinematic experiences. Um of course we can't show them in the cinema, but we have like um we've got a, for everyone that comes to the screening some Google cardboards uh-huh. and uh with a QR code people can experience them at our after show event or um take them home. And of course as it's such a new environment and Mina is all about engaging people, we created a workshop for this, um so the people that are interested in people makers, filmmakers, um creators to engage in this form of uh video production, storytelling. We ran a workshop, and it was great to see like that we could teach us in two days.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And and VR, for our listeners, that's obviously for us, but some may not know that we're talking about virtual reality. Um, and uh, there, actually, you know what, Max? Uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I read that there's an app that's available for some of the smartphones with dual cameras, so they don't have to attach a separate uh, camera to their phone? Have you yeah,
1: I mean, that? There's, there's there's so many things happening in that space, which is, like, uh, fantastic. So, I mean, of course, when we work with some virtual reality, so cinematic VR, what we do in these workshops is we teach uh, Adobe Premiere Pro, because that's a very easy way that we can edit uh, cinematic VR content. And um, I'm quite happy to work with, I'm quite excited to work with the Vuzo cameras, because they are also 360 3D, so that sort of, you know, adds another immersive element into the 360 videos. And, of course, if you were in the 360 headset and if you're experiencing the shot that's interior, the 3D element really uh, kicks in. So I think there's, like, some yeah some great projects that we've seen at, like, the major film festivals. So whether it's, like, Sundance or Tribeca or in Sheffield Documentary Film Festival, they have, like, you know, a Melbourne International Film Festival, name it. All of these big festivals have now a strand for virtual reality. Um VR, cinematic VR. Yeah, and
0: we so... we had some friends um that uh in San Diego that are really into into doing this in 3D as well. And uh we had that they did a, a VR lounge in our in 2016 for that film festival. And so um and we had people, you know, just sort of during the breaks and things like that, they were they were showing, you know, they were viewing uh films and, and things like that that were shot by them uh, with those headsets, you know. But you're yeah. right, it'd be cool to be able to show that and have that experience. And I think in the future, that might actually happen, you know, in a cinematic sense, you know. Yeah.
1: And I mean, there's like, for instance, a great space here in Melbourne, which is the virtual reality cinema, where you can go and have a shared experience of uh, 16 or 18 people wearing a headset at the same time. Yeah. So I think that is something. For me, that's why also we do the Mina screening film Festival. festivals. I think it's very much of part of us having this interaction with the audience so that there is a panel afterwards where people talk about their projects. That means people that come to the screening, they can... They can ask a question, but they can also meet the filmmakers afterwards. I think that is something that's, I think, quite quite important for the sort of space of filmmaking because we sort of reach out into areas that are about, you know, community engagement. They're about... Creativity. They're all about collaboration, and so having that that element where we get people together, I think, is yeah, it's um, it's, it's really important, but also fantastic and fun.
0: It's grown a lot since you and I first started doing this stuff. You know, where I mean, now you, you you know, some of the filmmakers, like last year, we had some filmmakers from Australia who had never met each other, but they met here in San Diego through our film festival. Um, but it's um, it's really interesting how many people uh, have become connected uh, through this, and of course the internet and social media and everything. But they've come connected, and it's uh, it's a great community, you know. Yeah,
1: to... I think it's that's that's the whole idea is about creating a bit of a, a community around smartphone filmmaking, and, and that's why it's called Mobile Innovation Network and Association, because that's sort of what we want to do is so we want to bring people together and share ideas about what is happening to smartphone filmmaking. And, yeah, I think that, you know, that happens through some discussions. And lots of people have been engaged with me over the last year, some some international colleagues, some uh, some people here from Melbourne, of course, people from uh, New Zealand that have been working with. And I think it's, yeah, it's a very collegial space. Of course, it's also a very open space, you know, and sort of we've introduced now a new voices category because, you know, there's been some people now that, I don't know, name it like uh, Conrad Mess, um, Mm -hmm. Benoit, La La uh, Anders Weberg, people that have been making films for years and years, um, like myself on uh, smartphones. And so, of course, you wouldn't want to have someone as a a new filmmaker in a competition with someone that has now eight or 10 years' experience. So, we created a new voices category. And I have to say, if I had to make a decision which category I like more, the international or the new voices, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Because it's so interesting what you know, emerging filmmakers make with some smartphone filmmaking. And, some. and so, yeah, I think that is also a space, it's an open space, it's a space for people that, you know, want to make films again or haven't made films for some time or are completely new to filmmaking. So and I think that's what I really enjoy about smartphone filmmaking and that it breaks down some of these barriers that you normally have. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's also, like, about uh, fantastic to see with the, the people that we're working with in terms of, like, you know, you know uh, or collaborators, so like whether it's Filmic Pro, Luma Touch or B script, um, you know, or knows Adobe and launching Adobe Rush. I think these are like fantastic tools that we all use and that sort of help you to, you know, push smartphone filmmaking to the next level. And still it's I think for me it's all about anything you can fit in a pocket, you know. That's why we also call it pocket camera sometimes, is that sort of um that sort of domain.
0: One of the unique and and the most inspiring uh things that I love about what we're, we're doing is that, um, you know, you go to a traditional film festival and, you know, people sit down and they watch these films. These are people that are not filmmakers, right? They just, they love the the stories on, on the screen, you know, the films and they'll sit down and they'll watch the film and they're, Ooh, ah, this is great. You know, but they, this other element comes in, in our film festivals because, they're sitting down and they're watching these creations and these stories and they have stories too, you know, everybody has stories, but they've, they're holding the tool in their hand that, you know, so it's very inspiring to see how excited they get and how inspired they get because they're going, I could do that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's also about, you know, there's so much more creative elements that we can engage with, because you've got... The phone for filmmaking, but you can also use it with Luma Touch or Adobe Rush or Adobe Premiere Clip for editing. So, um, you know, you can produce music on the phone, and I think that sort of is a yeah a whole new environment that is some you know enabling some slightly different works we might expect from when, when you work with a big camera when you sort of you know bring everything to the editing studio. And there's nothing wrong with these projects, right? I think if it's just about saying that there's a new space opening up, you know, I think that's that's sort of very much the recognition that I think there's around a, more than a dozen film festivals around now in the world. And um yeah, it's just really great to see. I always keep an eye out on what's happening in San Diego, of course, because you know, it's one of these some things you can't miss any year. Then there's another great festival we had in Australia here, um which is the Sydney Opera House. Um the S F three festival. Um and um so there's, there's a
0: lot, but you know, the other thing that I wanted to point out too in this film festival, when the audience is watching these things they have the tool in their hand, that's where what we were talking about before, what you were mentioning about the community building part of it, because the filmmakers come, right? And they're involved in this Q&A. And now they're engaging with the attendees who have these tools and they're sharing also with with the attendees how they made this happen, which is really it it really is awesome, Max. And then on top of that, these filmmakers, they all get together. And you were mentioning some of these editing programs. And, you know, even with different phones, you know, what can you do with a Samsung or a Pixel or the iPhone, you know, uh, 7 versus the iPhone, the XS or, you know, any of those. And they're networking with each other, not just because they may work together, uh, or help each other, collaborate, but they're also learning new ways and different ways uh, in how to do things in yeah, this
1: Yeah, it's about inspiring, you know, your colleagues, and you know, taking some of the inspiration as well. And um, I mean, it's also great. Like for instance, some um, some of the people that uh, we've been with, Mina, that you're working with, uh, is Adrian, who's a fantastic uh, documentary smartphone filmmaker. He just does some. You know, Really great cinematography. It's got these moments within his film and you can see that he comes from a graphic design background so they're like, you know, they constructed really great and of course on the big screen that looks even more fantastic and he like works very well with some of these sort of small lenses that you can use but still, I think it's, you know, they're all things that are, they come at a very accessible price point and you just use a beast group that fits in your backpack, you know, so, it's still like, I think, all pocket filmmaking, smartphone well filmmaking. Like, you know, Krish, who like, um, has been editing our reel, and again, like, was just, uh, last year was fantastic, where he edited the reel together, this year again, I think that's sort of, well, I think just, for me also, is just fun about Mina, is what, you know, working with people, that are really like, are so passionate about the space, and you know, sort of, are uh, excited about seeing the works, and of course, we've got every year long discussions, also with our judges, about you know, which work we choose, and which not, and you know, sort of, I think this is all part of, of, of you know, setting up this. You know, we work on this festival or this the screening for like yeah, almost a year. You know, and sort of of course more intensively at some points, less intensity at other points. But it's about working with great people that sort of you know see that makes things happen.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that the BTS, right, the behind the scenes. You know, as because you curate the films and the festival and. You know, I'm, I am I pretty much have my hand, both my hands into ours as well. But we do work on it throughout the year. And there's so much interaction with not just the judges and, you know, the sponsors and, you know, with just people in general letting everybody know, you know, about our spaces. But also, you know, quite honestly, the filmmakers, as they're engaging with us, you know, first they'll they'll contact us you know about the film festival if if maybe they should or should not submit a film, then they do then we go through that process and then um you know when they do want to attend the film festival, the whole experience you know um is really really involved, and we learn a lot from each other by by going through it,
1: yeah, and I think it's also now that smartphone filmmaking really has some opportunities to engage you know people beyond the you know sort of festival experience or the screening experience i think that's something that i find really um really really exciting so i've been doing some some work in the last uh, two or two to four years i would say where i work a lot with communities to help facilitate filmmaking processes and set up workshops yeah and so um i've just been commissioned by some colleagues in new zealand to Run a work, run a short documentary series for um, young people to tackle things like obesity, and uh, we've made some sort of uh, other projects before. So let's say weeks. I've worked with organizations, the community groups, um, um, in New Zealand, but here also in uh, in Australia, um, where we've worked with uh, senior citizens, and so it's yeah, it's just fantastic to see that you can use storytelling really to you know um, support great projects and. I think that's something that's some um, you know something that I like hope to see more and more that people realize um what you can really do when you engage people in
0: storytelling well, yeah, because you can engage the community directly. There's a lot of organizations out there that hire uh i I used to work for some of them they'll hire the production team to to share the stories of the community, but we now have the ability for the community members themselves to share their own stories
1: yep. And I think that's you know of course, um, which thing, you get a screening like um, from a festival, you can get some inspiration from that and you can take it back to your own community and realize some of these projects. I think that's some, you know something that I find really, really great to see what, you know what we can do to you know, put it onto the big screen.
0: right. So share with us a little more about what's involved in your um, in it, you know with our listeners, so, because you know that we have a lot of listeners that are out. In your way there in Australia, there there's a lot of countries that are listening to this. But um, I do want you to share more about your event that's coming up because that's November fifteenth and sixteenth.
1: Yeah, on the November fifteenth is a smart storytelling day, which is um, it's sort it's of a mini it's a mini conference, a symposium for creatives, makers, and some uh, academics to get together and talk about what is happening in this whole new world of. Uh, what you just mentioned, VR, virtual reality, AR, augmented reality. And you get a couple of presentations where people show their films and talk a bit more about their films as well. And then on the 16th of November is the screening. Um, uh, If if you're interested, there's some more information on uh, Mina.pro. So uh, Mina is not the Italian rock singer. No, it's the Mobile Innovation Networking (laughs) Association. And um, there'll be more links, of course, in the description, that sort of stuff. But it's just a uh, mina.pro, um, and yeah, um, like we've got a screening program online now. We're still doing a little bit of fine-tweaking here and there to get it perfect for the screening. But um, yeah, we've uh, selected quite a few films um, uh, internationally. We've I mean, got uh, 14 smartphone and pocket films in the international competition eight in the New Voices competition, and then uh, for the first time the Cinematic VR showcase and the mobile music um, uh, in the Upgrade screening as well. So it should be a great, great event. We've invited some of the filmmakers uh, from Melbourne, Australia and Sydney to come to join us on the panel, um, which is always a great way. So we have um, some of the people that are, some of the filmmakers that have... uh, that are in the screening, so um, uh, Nicholas Hansen, he made the film Seymour, um, there is of course as well um, She Rose uh, Malvina Urchika. she just won the SF3 in Sydney, and I think she also won the festival in Barcelona so it's great to have her There's Patrick Kelly with uh, the nails, he'll be on the panel as well is Angela Brake from the SF3 Festival, who's also a filmmaker. She's uh, having her film The Circle Game in the program. And we've got two emerging filmmakers on the panel as well, just sort of, you know, give, uh, get some of the new voices on the stage, really. And that's uh, Cleo Salmino, and we have uh, Rachel Chen. Um, presenting or uh, like talking to a, like I will be moderating the session and we be discussing what happens to with uh, smartphone filmmaking. Um, we'll also be joined by some people that have been working in the space of the uh, workshops a bit more. So that is um, Hilary Davis. She is here from Sunburn from the Social Innovation Research Center, and uh, she is a person that sort of comes more from a background, she's an academic uh, scholar. It comes more from, from a social science background, but she works a lot with communities, especially in uh, rural Victoria, and she will talk about some of the projects that we've been making recently. There's Martin, uh hope pronounces name now, right? Uh, Posloko, who is, makes the mobile music. And there's uh, Mikey from the VR cinema. And we also have this year Hoopy, which is uh, Eamon Weiss and Ajax McCarroll. Hoopy is sort of a social media filmmaking crossover uh, initiative where you create some short video loops and
0: oh yeah i know who they are i think um we're following each other on instagram
1: great yeah so that would be like a, and they're like a melbourne-based startup so i think that's something that that i found also very interesting that we have you know have no the whole ecology around smartphone filmmaking so i mean there's of course all of our sponsors that have uh, you know been doing some great work with us over the last year's it's also great to get Hoopias, as a startup here in Melbourne um, to talk about their their work. We had a fantastic panel last year, so I think they'll be like, I'm looking forward to this already. Um, I think I'll just moderate it and ask a couple of uh, engaging questions, but of course, to open to the audience as well to engage with us. And then in our program, we've got the bios um, from everyone listed as well. So um, that gives a bit of a heads up for everyone. And then afterwards, we have a mini meetup so that we can... Um, people get to meet us as well.
0: Right. That's that's important because that's part of the social networking part. Um Max, I'm not going to let you go just yet. Um I I want to do something with you, but I don't want to forget to bring up the fact that you've got a a film uh submitted and hopefully it'll get selected. Um, to the film festival this year here in san Diego. Um you share a little bit about that film
1: oh yes um so it was um it was really like a how to say um i was i was quite fascinated I was good I was good luckily I was good to travel um, a bit lately and uh, um, i found this notion of a jet lag really really fascinating somehow and before I traveled, I read in one of these web blogs that if you have a jet lag, more or less you can't do anything about it, but just do something that you really enjoy. So, um, and that's what I did. I sort of edited um, with uh, uh, Adobe um, with Adobe Spark uh, a short video, um, which, yeah, it's, it's a bit jet laggy, you know, so, <laughs> and um uh, it was really driven by the experience of traveling. Um, I took, you know, some of these sort of classical shots, which are, like, amazing when you travel. Um, and the notion of, like, you know, different countries, different, you know, different cities just rushing past you when you are, like, on a on a car, on a on a train, or on a plane. And so I just took some of my, my favorite travel memories. And then when I was jet lagged to sort of, you know, I was up, like, at 2 a.m. in the morning, and, you know, no chance to sleep. So I just said, okay, I can edit this now. And that's what I did. And then I just uploaded that to the internet. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really driven by by some, that experience at that time and the colors that I try to bring together. There is um, a sort of uh, new media artist, uh, uh, critic, philosopher, Mark America, who did um, some writing about that jet lag actually is internet time, um, and that's sort of something that I try to create with us as well like, because you know the internet is sort of always online everywhere in the world and True. that's something that that happens when you are like traveling you sort of replace some of these sort of you know sometimes you jump time zones and you sort of you know you lose a day or you gain a day when you mm-hmm. fly which is sort of, like quite bizarre things that happen you know and so yeah that's sort of just a little really playful experiment around
0: that's a that really experience. interesting uh uh, actually I could talk about that for a long time because I grew up, you know, traveling between Spain and, and here all the time, but, uh, you know, that's true because right now, um, here in San Diego, we're talking, right. And it's, um, it's in the evening of Sunday and over there it's Monday. So you're yeah. in the future.
1: That sounds great. Yes. And so, (laughs) of course, if you if you look at the film and think some of these things are a little bit weird, it's meant to be a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And I think it's one of these things that you can do with a smartphone is the idea of experimenting, right? You have an idea, so you take the phone out of the pocket and film it and also edit it. All
0: right, let's play a game, Max. You want to play this game?
1: Okay, yeah, totally. Let's
0: go. Total surprise. All right, so it's a timed game, and I got the timer. Uh, Guess what I'm using for my timer, Max? Using my...
1: smartphone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So you got... I'm going to give you 20 seconds, and I know I haven't even told you what we're doing here, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. It's called the shout-out game, but what I want you to shout out right now instead of people is especially because you're an experimental film uh, filmmaker. I just want you to shout out the most films, movies that you've actually watched in your entire life that you love the most and name all of them (laughs) in 20 seconds. Are you ready?
1: Well, I think, yeah, I mean, hold on,
0: I'm going to do it. I know I totally put you on the spot and it's like, where is that going to come from? But that's part of the challenge. So, That's fine. <laughs> all right, get set and go.
1: So, if anyone knows me, of course, I will start with the uh, Rats of the Man with the Movie Camera, but that is followed just right behind uh, uh, Hans Richter's Ghost Before Breakfast, uh, Walter Rittman's Berlin Symphony of the City, um, very still in love with a surrealist, whether they cover the surrealist, whatever, Carol Tanky.
0: Time's up, sir. Uh, wow.
1: <laughs> Oh, I'm not finished yet.
0: I know, so, but it takes it takes time. What was the so, first one that you said? I
1: was I was talking about films that were produced in the 1920s. Yeah. So that that is like some, something that I found really interesting for mobile phone filmmaking to look at these sort of early films because these some um, filmmakers made films when there wasn't the film language established, right? So it's like documentary was defined in 1927 by Grierson, it's a quite a treatment of actuality, but people have been making films, you know, years before that, or like 10 years or seven years before, and I think that's something that we see in smartphone filmmaking. But of course, in the smartphone filmmaking scene, I think some of the films that I really enjoy seeing are the films by my pioneers, so um, whether that's like uh, Benoit Laudrette in France, Anders Weberg in Sweden, um, of course, more recently, the documentaries from Adrian, Jeff, and so I think that is really the films that I should have like mentioned at the first uh, challenge.
0: What was that well, one I... that was... Uh, I think it was it someone in, in South Korea or North Korea that made... I think it was South Korea that made one in 2004 or something like that.
1: By... Uh, one of my films, you mean? Oh.
0: No, one of the pioneers, one of the first films... Uh, oh yeah,
1: um, there was a film by a South Korean filmmaker it's called Night Fishing that was right. um, that was fantastic because it screened at the Berlinale in Berlin. So, which of course is you know that sort of was I think is a very important film for making it a festival like this. I mean Berlinale is like Cannes, right? It's sort of the you know avant-garde, contemporary, independent filmmaking, and that was great to see. Yeah, it's a it's a great film. Um,
0: I watched that and it was, it was a bit creepy. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, if you look at the, I mean, SF3 was full of like horror films, which I found very interesting. I'm going to, if you come, anyone comes to the uh, Mina screen, that's one of the questions that I'll definitely ask Angela. Um, The uh, festival in Barcelona had um, lots of, uh, in Spain, there seemed to be like lots of, uh, Horror films and lots of creepy smartphone films being produced for quite some time. Um, there's a filmmaker who made the film about the lift. Um, oh,
0: yeah, Alfonso Garcia,
1: yes, and he sort of makes these sort of uh, um, what do we call them
0: thrillers, uh, but horror. I mean, it was, yeah, just... I was,
1: it's kind of like a horror, but it's like in a slightly different format,
0: like a first and person so, format in a way,
1: yeah, and so like you know that's that sort of i find it really interesting to see that these sort of different trends are happening now with smartphone filmmaking where people sort of do different uh, projects and then of course so yeah um in san diego you've got the red red carpet in your pocket you know which is sort of a bit more the celebration of the narrative filmmaking and yeah um there's so many to name in 20 seconds um that is almost not possible. <laughs> I think I, I have to, I would have to go. I could keep talking about this. Um, But I think that's also, uh, if anyone is interested, really is what we've done is on the Mina website, we've listed all the l- last eight years of uh, screening programs and the trailers. So if you go to www.mina.pro forward slash screenings, you can see the program from the last eight years. And so, um, you know, if i don't know how how fast you can read in 20 seconds but um that's there's like some there's some gold in there definitely
0: well the contest was over the the little challenge the game i mean it wasn't a contest <laughs> uh that game was over when the alarm sounded but i just wanted you to elaborate a little more even after because it was uh you brought up some very interesting films you know um, and then the last thing that I would like for you to just share with people is where can they follow Max?
1: Oh, um, I'm on uh, Twitter. So it's just Max mobile at Max mobile. Um, oh, we've got the Facebook page for Mina, which is, uh, um, so Facebook forward, facebook.com forward slash mobile innovation network. So you can like us there. Um, And yeah, um, just reach out with a good old email, which is max at mina.pro. Yeah, I think that's sort of the space that I mainly use for um, online. Yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, If you find my German surname, that is Schleser. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) It's a S C H L E S E -E 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 R. Yeah, but if you Google, uh, Max mobile phone filmmaking, smartphone filmmaking, something might come up.
0: Well, Maybe the, even one of these. If they're gonna Google written. if they're gonna Google it, they might as well just go to the show notes or um you know, because we're gonna include the the links for you there as well. Okay.
1: Yep. I will of course list some uh, links to some of these articles and some more of the yeah, where you can find me on social media.
0: Yeah. No problem. Yeah.
1: Because, and I'm always interested in talking yeah. to people, so yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, so many other films. I should have mentioned, you know, like of course there's a uh, Conrad Mess who made these amazing films. From... Well,
0: he's got a whole list, though. I mean, if you yeah. if you just go to his website, you can see all his films. Of course, and you know, when I had, you know, uh, for listeners, um, we were talking about how Max was one of the directors of the Mobile Film School, um, and um, Conrad Mess was the other director at the time as well and what i re- the reason why i chose both max and conrad was not just because they were pioneers but because they brought both sides of the coin you know really because max was very experimental and conrad Mess is more of the cinematic style filmmaker you know trying yeah, well, to think- make hollywood films with his phone
1: i'd say like he's the tarantino reinvented reloaded (laughs) reloaded
0: Reloaded. (laughs) love it i think you'll like that too (laughs) well great hey i don't want to keep you i know you're busy um but i is there anything else that you can think of that you want to say within the next few minutes here
1: um yeah well i'm making some new work but um that will be out sometime soon if you follow my social media i keep Talking about that um, and yes, yeah, great talking with you again, Susie sort of um you know it's always great to catch up with people to see what's happening in the world of smartphone filmmaking. I think it's just at the moment really exciting times that there are so many more opportunities and so much more you know resonance for smartphone filmmaking, so whether that's you know in the you know, big Hollywood industry with you know we've um, seen some successes you know Yeah. It's um, sort of uh, you know very traditional. Like um, you know, blockbuster formats. Uh, some great work at independent film festivals. Some um, some great work happening, uh, you know, in the context of uh, uh, gallery museum spaces. I've just seen some great um, installations that use smartphone film festivals, use smartphone filmmaking, and then of course the old smartphone film festivals that I wanted to say internationally all around the world. That you know, really sort of like showcase and celebrate what's happening. That's that, that's yeah. That's um. I think it's really great to see. So. Um, looking forward to like, you know, see more editions in San Diego as well. And, um, yeah, let's just stay in touch. And, um,
0: well, yeah, um, I, I hope, uh, I hope we see you in San Diego soon enough. You're like family to us here. So, and there's some newcomers, you know, some new people involved with our film festival that I talk about you all the time, you know, we'll max this, max that. And they're like, when are we going to meet max? <laughs> so, uh, yep. we'll have to see you soon. um, All right, listeners, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll say goodbye now. Say say bye, Max.
1: Bye-bye. Make some films.